Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part two of three parts from May 8th, 2023. Mark Whitfield, my guest on the topic of West Montgomery. And if you're coming over from part one, or if you listen to the program from March 6th with Rodney Jones on the same topic, you have heard the remarkable recording of West Montgomery, supposedly West Montgomery playing, practicing by himself in a hotel room. Remarkable. This is picking up immediately after that performance. This was something that Rodney shared with us. If you haven't heard it and you're listening to this show, you definitely want to hear that. Go listen to part two of Rodney Jones on West Montgomery from March 6th, 2023 at least first 15 minutes or so, then come back and listen to part two of Mark Whitfield. And here we go. All right, I'll see you after. To offer anyone, you know, in, in this in this, in this this discussion is this, like, you get, a pr- you get a pretty good sense for what a person was yourself, what a person is capable of based on what you see them do, like the command they have of the instrument. You know, like I, uh, um, and, and, you also, by the same token, you can, you can get a pretty good sense of what they can't do with a person. You know what they what what doesn't and uh, um, all the component, all the elements are there. You know for it for you know for what's being played. Like once again, now I, I'm, I'm I'm I heard something that made me skeptical, and then my skeptical brain went got off and running. Now I'm coming up with what he's not doing. Like the dude's right. practicing on what he's practicing on. Right. He wasn't like, what's Whitfield think I should be playing right now? <laughs> right. And right. what should I play to remind Whitfield that it's really me? Like, <laughs> okay, so let's let's remove that from the equation, right? Because that doesn't okay. exist, right? Yes. So I, before anybody gets mad at me, like I realized that was dumb on my part. All I'm saying is that is that uh, um, still though, I don't un- you know, uh, uh, he never struck me as someone who played for speed's sake. And like I said, in combination with having read him in his own words, lamenting how he had to give up so much speed, you know, facility to be able to, you know, and, and then, you know, there are a few takes of like that, uh, those unreleased things that Orrin Keepings put out of him playing the way you look tonight and all that with, with the drummer speeding up and the tempo starts to get away from him. And it sounds like he just kind of gets out like, man, if he had that much time, it, should, it shouldn't have been a problem. You know, and so I'm just what you know. I'm just like I'm flabbergasted, at, you know, at the, at the existence of this because uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with I believe it's Wes and it's amazing. Uh, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere someone said, Nah, it's really Rodney Jones, really George. Yeah. But uh, um, but but Rodney wouldn't wouldn't hoax us like that. So I'm not accusing Rodney of that at all. No, Rodney, I don't think no, would. No, Rodney, no, please, no, Rodney. This is this is this is this is uh, a tablets from on high for Rodney. You know, well, you heard his voice. Me. I mean, he no, was, no, he, he no, has, he's in it. Yeah, he sounds like he's approaching it the way you did. He's got his skeptical side. For sure, of it, but for sure. Well, I mean, because I, I, I you know, I imagine <laughs> if me and Rodney were sitting there together, just me and him, he'd be like, man, I don't think Wes could play this. You know, like Rodney was saying about most people, like, man, I don't think that dude could play that, man. You know. Well, I'll tell like, you what, yeah. I don't think it is. I uh-huh. don't believe that if it's Wes playing, it. I can't imagine that it's Wes sped up. Because who could have such a rarity as a tape of Wes Montgomery and then decide, I'm going to blow everybody's mind by making it twice as fast as it actually is. And oh, well, I, unless, that could happen accidentally, but then the pitch would change and 
I think it would wouldn't yeah. be so. Well, one thing's for sure: if 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 if, if that if that really is West and it's sped up, then it was sped up recently. Right. It wasn't sped up. It's, right. It's been sitting in some way. There was a, yeah, but who, yeah. I mean, who knows? that would be bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't really believe that either. I was just putting yeah. it out there. I, basically, I'm just pissed off because I can't play that fast. <laughs> and I don't think at this point I'm ever going to get there. <laughs> and I can play pretty fast. <laughs> Let's just start there. I'm mad and jealous because holy cow. <laughs> It's Jesus. not a race, folks. Yes, not- it is. <laughs> uh, for those of you who play guitar, you know that. Well, it's a race. And I want to come in in the top six or seven or 12 or something. Holy cow. Well, I thought I, I might be a little departure, but I thought it was worth That's, it. I want no, to hear no, your thank reaction, God. too. Jeez, I'm so glad you played that for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be sitting up for ten hours tonight. Yeah, trying to figure out how to be. Yeah. Well, it is. This is why we are just relishing every moment of West Montgomery, and we've got. Uh, if you've been with us since six o'clock, the show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Mark Whitfield here in the studio with me. We heard a whole set or half a set, two half sets of uh, West sitting in with Winton Kelly Trio. We are going to go back to the Half Note Club downtown, February 1965, and we've got uh, we've got a two sets of of what exactly, Mark? Wow, look at this! All right, so we got uh, impressions, Mikasa and the Blues, with uh, Winton Kelly, Ron Carter, and Jimmy Cobb. I'm dying to hear that, you know. And, and on I've spoken to, I had the pleasure of speaking to Ron Carter. A few times about Wes, and he just was—he you know, just loved Wes, and he ra- raved about uh, about his friendship with Wes, and you know, and and so um, I, I know that uh, Wes was particularly fond of him, and so I'm, I'm dying to hear. I'm looking forward to hearing that. And you know, I, t- I talked about uh, the first time I, I listened to John Coltrane play impressions. You know, I was a freshman at Berkeley, and I was like, I don't know about this. This is, you know. Uh, um, I think you told me that off mic. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, um, to hear, and then, and then, it, it, but and the reason I'm, I'm saying that now is certainly not to highlight my ignorance. Like, clearly, I was, I just was, you know, my palate was just getting started. Yeah, yeah. You but the point is that to then, as I got further and further into Wes's into Wes's discography, I'm just learning about Wes and reading about Wes, and to hear that he often sat in with Train's quartet, but uh, um, that the the sort of uh, uh, the the barrier for him was playing with someone who played like Philly Joe or Jimmy Cobb or, or Taylor, as opposed to someone like Elvin. And McCoy said that Wes had a hard time finding his center with Elvin. Uh, uh, that, you know that 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 he liked kind of a, a straighter you know beat that kind of thing. And, and and but he certainly didn't have a problem approaching uh, uh, or, or getting into this, you know the music from a harmonic or conceptual standpoint. And him pl- recording impressions was like, oh wait a minute, you know. Uh, um, and and you know as opposed to um, I mean I, I could see that I could for sure but as yeah. opposed to like you know someone like Grant Green who don't, we don't often think of as being as advanced uh, you know a, a, a guitarist or you know a theorist as 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 Wes loved playing with Elvin but then he played kind of blues with him all night you know he just he got into the rhythm of it you know and and so it's, it's an interesting contrast but I'm dying to hear what this sounds like I'm sure it's killing all right so let's head on down to the half note 1965. This there is um, there are some great there's a bunch of great live recordings of West that have been released, tons of brilliant stuff. 
just not this in particular. If you don't have some West Montgomery in your collection, you should. Mark, what would you, would you? where's a good place to start, would you say? Smoking at the half note. There you go. Yep. There you go. But uh, So we're smoking at the half note, but um, this is not from that. This is archival recordings that have not really seen the light of day until now. So here it is on WKCR. It's Deep Focus. Mitch Goldman here with you with Mark Whitfield, music from West Montgomery. This is a moment that many of our listeners, of course, and the people who are enjoying the show here at the Half Note are waiting for, as we bring to the stage, let's have a big round of applause for Mr. <laughs> Wes Montgomery. Wes! I'm here. Wes, I'm baby. Here. Where are you? Where are you? I'm here. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> the uh, opening tune that we'll do will be Round Midnight. <laughs> so what? You want to do so what? So. All right, we'll do that. We change it. We'll do so what? Okay, <laughs> so what? West Montgomery with the Whitten Kelly Trio.
Montgomery. West Montgomery with the Winton Kelly Trail. Yeah. What, what are we going to do now, Russ? You don't mind. We have a request for Mikosa. Sure. Play whatever you like. Mikosa. It's original. Okay. <laughs> Mikosa? Mikosa. Mikosa. Very beautiful thing. Yeah. What's our next tune, Wes? Blues. <laughs> yeah, a lot of blues. Probably take us out to the end of the show. Blues. <laughs>
Blues. And we've been digging the beautiful sounds of jazz here on Portraits and Jazz, live in stereo here at WABC-FM, with the fabulous Winton Kelly Trio, with Jimmy Cobb and Ron Carter sitting in for Paul Chambers, and also the fabulous Wes Montgomery. See you walked in, Wes? Donald Byrd. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Donald Byrd just walked into the place. Yeah, there he is, Donald. <laughs> And Chuck Wayne here too? Oh, yes. Got <laughs> some interesting guitarist here. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with our Jazz Matinee Show. Don't forget to visit with us next Friday for our live stereo remote broadcast, featuring, of course, Wes Montgomery with the trio and uh, Winton Kelly also. Until <laughs> tomorrow afternoon. I want to remind you that part of the course of this stereo remote broadcast is portrayed by the Half Note Club, remote engineering by Sid Simon, Dick Sisk, and Ron Sim. This is Alan Grant. Until tomorrow afternoon, stay beautiful. You are listening to WKCR FM New York. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. That was live music. Right? <laughs> right? You've never heard that before. No, man. No. <laughs> Mark Whitfield here in the studio with me, and we are just just neck deep in Wes and loving it. Yeah. I'm still recovering from that uh, Wes in the hotel room bit. It's going to take, take me a minute to yeah, fully absorb and process and deal with all that. Well, holy cow. It It is a little bit of a... Shock kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's you know, it's it's going to continue to mess with me forever now because <laughs> because it comes via Charles Epps and through Rodney Jones, and so that's you know, it's it's real. It's just freaking me out. <laughs> and you know Charles then? Nah, only well, not like not, not like Rodney does. But, <laughs> yeah. but he never yes. gave you that tape. No, he did not. <laughs> no, I'm, I just. But 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 among what do you think? I mean, among guitar players, I don't know if it's any different. And any other instrument or whatever, but it just does kind of feel like there's a little bit of a, of a locker room, aside from the musicality and sharing and everything of well, one-upsmanship sometimes and a little bit of that. Is that part of it? I mean, probably more so. I think guitar and trumpet probably more than anything else. You know, although every instrument's got their thing. You know, you know, there's the, the great tradition of the piano. You know. Piano giants going head to head, you know, over the years. But uh, um, right, go back to uh, sure. stride days. Oh, absolutely, you know. Uh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, um, there's no love, love lost ever between guitar <laughs> players, uh, uh, regardless of the amount of admiration and respect. You know, it's funny. I, I mentioned you know, when you when you told me that you had a, a surprise for me via Rodney Jones. I tell you that I want to tell it. Want to tell you the story how Rodney got me so bad. Uh, and, and and let me preface this by saying Rodney has just been one of the sweetest, most you know, kind and, and nurturing. Uh, um, you know, big brother so that I could have ever asked for. You know, because let's face it, when I talk about my uh, my entree, this is, you know, my entrance here into the jazz scene as a guitar player. I certainly started recording and and leading a band as a as a necessity more than be, out of out of necessity more than because I was just exploding with all this stuff that was had to be recorded, right? And so, um, my first record, The Marksman, and all there, there are things that I, you know I, I certainly would love would love to have gone be able to go back and play better years later. And Roddy was one of the guys who. Who didn't judge me harshly, 
you know, for, look, you're basically saying that I wasn't worthy of recording or being ready. But knowing that there was going to be, that, that I was setting the stage for uh, improvement, that I was going to get better. And he was always there to encourage me and, and to acknowledge when I had done so. And, and I, you know, and I, and I, and recently I've had the opportunity to, to share that with him and just remind him how grateful that I, I am of all that. But a few months back, we all, we all being uh, myself, Rodney, Dave Stryker and a bunch of guys got together to pay tribute to Pat Martino, someone mm. we were all fond of. I mean, a bunch of guitar players got together. And, and so um, they know how fond I am of Rodney. And so I guess it, it was in that spirit. Like, so after you play, just introduce Rodney, say something nice about him, and he'll come out and play. And so I started telling him, telling the audience a story about being with my parents in Seattle at 15 and Rodney was playing <laughs> with Lena Horn and I was you know and I was like misty eyed this is so sweet you know and just heaping compliments out of the whole thing and and, and then I walked off stage and and Rodney walked out and grabbed the mic and he said it was an interesting thing that uh, Rodney that he Mark said he took talks about seeing me when he was 15 because when I was 18 my dad took took me to his 30th birthday party <laughs> <laughs> Okay, touche, I got you, I got you, my bad. Anyway, there comes a point where where we're not, you know, young or old or new or seasoned. We're just all out here on the scene, and you have to hold your own and and, and be prepared, you know, and and come to play and watch your step. And uh, George mentioned sort of, you know, the the father of all of us, you know, I mean, you know, and I remember once I was... Uh, opening a, a concert for him in New Orleans uh, um, uh, for the Jazz Fest, and it was after he'd broken his hand the first time. This is in the, in the '90s, you know, and, and he was he broke it. He broke basically the story is he you know, he broke his hand, and then it was healing, and somebody grabbed it and broke it again. You ah. know? And so he was just so now he was hiding it, you know, until he played, and he was telling me the story. And I was just cringing, and you know, and I was felt so bad. And I was like, well, and I and I you know without thinking. Without even realizing why this would be, I was like, "Oh, oh, George, I'm so big. Well, can you play?" And he looked at me. He's like, well, "Hold on a minute, now, brother. I, 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 wait, a minute oh, wait a minute now." And I was like, "What do you say? You can't take that back, right?" And so he went out on stage and played like you know whatever his normal complement of in, of instrumentals was going to be. He doubled that. Mm. And he played, you know, he was firing, and he like tears in his eyes. It hurt so bad, mm. but he was just letting me know, don't you ever ask me, <laughs> can I play, young buck? You know, and so, uh, uh, um, so when you say what else, sure, of course. Yeah, you, know, um, you uh, uh, step on someone's toes uh, uh, at your own peril, you know, and so, uh, um, and I, you know, and 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 I, I should actually want to stop for a second and and just uh, say a few words for Jack Wilkins. You know, we yes. lost Jack a few days ago, and and. Um, Jack was someone else that uh, was very nurturing and, and supportive uh, to me as you know as a young youngster coming on the scene. And I don't know a few years before the pandemic, uh, we uh, we uh, he invited me to be a part of his group, the uh, Strings Attached, with four guitars. And it started out with Jack and his partner in crime, Vic Juris. Yeah, another one. Uh, uh, and and Joe Cohn and myself, and the four of us played. And then when Joe couldn't make it, Ron a fee for play. And then and Paul Bolenbach was in there sometimes, and, and lots of guys. And and and, uh, um, and uh, it was just you know, and that was 
four guitars supposed to check our egos at the door with rhythm section and everything was fine. But unless there was a, you know, just a ever so slightly, you know, stepped out of, you know, nudged into somebody else, <laughs> you felt it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I have such a playful sort of childlike attitude about it. And, you know, it was hard for any of them to ever be mad at me, but it was the while, you know, like I'd play a solo and Vic would look at me and go, what happened? <laughs> Vic. He's like, oh, I guess you, I guess you missed that one, you know, whatever, you know. And, Man. Uh, uh, um, because he was a sweetheart. He oh, was a, oh no, he was yeah. sweet to me. But he just—they would sing you a little bit, you know. Yeah, and and yeah. and and, uh, um, and Jack was amazing, you know. And so, all you know, and and there were very few guitar players that people of that stature made reference to on a regular basis, you know. Uh, at this point, they're old men with, with discographies and histories of their own and lineages and so forth. But they each took took. Uh, um, we played. We actually played one of Wes's tunes, his arrangements, in, with the four. And they each took a moment at all all the time to point out the impact that Wes had had on them. And I think that that's something uh, uh, that you you know I can remember even uh, um, opening a concert for James Brown uh, uh, somewhere. I was in wow. with band before James Brown, and I was meeting. You know, I met the guys in James Brown's band, and the guitar. One of the guitar players said. Dude, would you please just sit in with us so when he says, give me some Wes, somebody can actually <laughs> give him some Wes. <laughs> Even James Brown had a part, you know, that famous thing in his record where he says, give me some Wes. He wants the guitar player to play yeah, octaves. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, that's how, you know, how, uh, uh, how present Wes was even in pop culture, you know. And one of those one-name talents. Oh, sure. You say Wes and it was Wes, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. You're listening to Deep Focus on WKCR, WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD, WKCR.org, or, well, we're 89.9 FM here in New York. We are WKCR.org on the web worldwide, and this show will join hundreds of others, similar, maybe not quite as good, but similar, on the Deep Focus podcast awesome. next week. Yes, awesome. yes, you'll find it. You can pull that phone out right now. Pull out that that StarTac or whatever you got on you. Your, <laughs> your uh, Nokia. <laughs> your Emerson. Right, sure. Pull that out, and um, you can subscribe right now to Deep Focus. And next week when this show comes on, you'll get a little notification. How about that? That's awesome. It's all free. Isn't that great? So um, Mark Woodfield's my guest, and... Hey. How do you are, grass does not grow under your feet. You mm. stay busy. You are on the road. You are hitting and all that and hitting the socials. And uh, how do people keep track with everything you're doing? So, um, yeah, my, my favorite uh, uh, social media outlet is Instagram, of course, because um, it's, it's idiot proof. You know, that's what I needed. It's a picture, it's a short video, it's some hashtags and a, and a little message. Even I couldn't mess that one up, right? So that's, uh, uh, you know, Facebook, is, it's, it's too tempting for me to rant. And so we don't, we don't need that, right? <laughs> and Twitter is just not enough. I can't, like, I got a little more to say than that. So okay. Instagram is perfect. So at Mark Whitfield, the guitarist. You can always go to my website, which is just markwhitfield.com. And uh, uh, you can find me in my calendar that keeps, you know, performing a lot. Uh, um, my children are grown now. Mark Whitfield Jr. Uh -huh. is at present touring with Terrence Blanchard. And he also tours with Kenny Garrett. And so, and Davis, of course, is touring with uh, uh, um, 
Steve Teray and, and a host of different people. So they are grown out of the house and doing their thing. And it's just, mis- I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, well, I'm still here. I might, as well, I might as well go back and play. So I, I got, uh, I just did a record called, uh, it's called GBD. Uh, um, you know, it's kind of an homage to OGD, organ, guitar, and drums, right? So I figured I'd switch it up a little bit. So GBD features Bob Hurst on bass and Jeff Tane Watts on drums, and it's called Golden, Brown, and Delicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's coming out on vinyl soon. Um, and I have a little site. You can go to gbd.family and check out the there's a, 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 the records already made we're, we have membership packages for pre-release vinyl and all these great things and so I would like people to come and get involved in, in supporting the release of the music which is great and and then I've just done also done a contemporary soul kind of record which is going to be nice I'm putting that out soon and uh, staying as active as I, as I absolutely can and, and having a good time doing it I'm exhausted just listening to it. <laughs> I also teach a bit. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm teaching at, uh, one more plug for teaching. At, yeah, at, man. At uh, NJCU, New Jersey City University, myself, Jeff Watson, John Benitez, amongst others, are on the faculty at this little sort of neighborhood, uh, you know, state school in Jersey City. For me, it's kind of 10 minutes from where I live, but it's great. Um, and we're just trying to, you know, give a lot of talented uh, students and uh, who don't have access to Berkeley or the New School or, or Juilliard or NYU, play, a, a place where they can go and still get a quality music education and, have, and be exposed to great musicians. And that's so, fantastic. That, to me, that's a really important thing we're doing yeah. there. And, and so you can always check that out. Say, uh, maybe you want to give the information again about the school. The school is New Jersey City University, and it's njcu.edu. You'll find myself and John Benitez and Jeff Watts and a host of other great uh, faculty members there. Um, interesting music programs, and it's right there in Jersey City, just a, you know, a couple of a couple of path train stops away from Manhattan. So I highly recommend it. We have a lot of scholarships available, and uh, we're looking to keep the program going and ever expand. So thank you for that. Yeah, man, absolutely. Any advice, guidance for people who might be considering music education? And sure. Uh, um, Music education, as you know, because the uh, uh, music education has become sort of a business, you know, for many big schools, right? It's become big business. Uh, my first bit of advice is don't uh, um, necessarily buy into the idea that spending an awful lot of money to go to a, a, a school with a great reputation is going to afford you this wonderful career. It, it, one, one and one doesn't equal two that way. Um, it, you have to, you have to find a balance between uh, um, you, what, you know what it costs to have access to the information and, that you need and the people you need to help guide you through it, and having uh, access to places to play and, and to perform and be, you know and, and so being close to New York or other play other centers of music is is really important. Uh, and you know I often lament. You know, when I talk about, well, we didn't have the Internet back when I was a kid, it's not because I'm, I'm throwing shade at, you know, at the generation. Because they, you've got so much information at your disposal now. You can be so much, uh, 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 so much more prepared uh, um, to become a professional musician than those of us could, you know, scouring information where we could find it back in the day. Take advantage of it. And try to avoid, if, if at all possible, avoid the latest fad. Like you see somebody tapping the guitar with the, you know with their elbows, let, let that one go, and you know and, and just learn how to play and how to play your instrument, actually really play it, and be you know and just just you know for the hell of it, learn to do something that's a, that's happened before. Just 
give it a try. Uh, it's, it's a very satisfying feeling being able to bring some music to life that's, you know, uh, 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 the best, the, 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 the deepest analogy is just, it's like playing classical music, you know, when we start playing it. You certainly aren't playing it because these composers are still here or because the music is still in fashion. It's got nothing to do with that. It's, it's got, it, it's, it is a certain measure of skill uh, uh, that you, that, you know, it, you can immediately tell how far you've come, how far you need to go. It gives you command of your instrument and an ability to play that instrument and play things clearly and express yourself in a way that uh, uh, being able to do things that are popular may not give you, an, a, 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 you know, an, an may not give you a sense of so learning to play some old some old style jazz music learning to you know to play in that way learning how to swing learning how to play the blues learning how to play traditional forms treat yourself to all those things it does not have to become your lifestyle but it is a necessary stepping stone to to musical excellence for sure I had a feeling you'd have a good answer to that question. I was right. Oh, one that I believe in. I could feel it, man. Mark Whitfield here in the studio. It's Deep Focus. The focus is on Wes Montgomery. We heard that set of him down at the half note. And you made a special mention in anticipation of hearing that set of Ron Carter. And I'm wondering if it lived up to your expectations of what you heard there. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's not like I was expecting to hear Ron's feature, right? It's just... Uh, um, like any, like you know, uh, uh, much like we were just make, making, sort of casually making mention of, you know, a great musician makes their presence felt in the subtleties, you know, uh, uh, and and that's certainly, uh, um, you know, Ron has appeared on just thousands of recordings, uh, and not because they were like, we need an amazing bass solo on this song, <laughs> right. we just need somebody to do exactly what he did well, and so of course, Ron never disappoints. So true. Did he is is he the all time most recorded? bassist or most recorded musician at this point? Or oh, I'm going to go with most, all-time most recorded bassist, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, and he's still still going, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't imagine Chris McBride is too far behind. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I'm sure Ron is a couple thousand records ahead, for it, sure. It was your man, Ray Brown, at one point, for I sure, think. For but, sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, time moves on. Speaking of, what do you say we go back? To the half note. All right. All right. I'm down with that. So we got another set. It's actually a week later. I think these were Friday night recordings. It's oh, so February 20th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's the following Friday, February 19th of 65, uh-huh. and Larry Ridley is back in the bass seat replacing Ron Carter. Yeah. Maybe he was going off on tour with Miles or something at that time, but... Um, you want to talk about the first few songs we're going to hear? It's uh, stuff we've been hearing, but... Right, so we heard. We already heard a version of Burke's Works and Laura... Um, I think we should we should hear that again just to hear. Uh, yeah. And I'm ass, I'm assuming this track six is yeah that's Kariba right that's. Yeah okay, yeah yeah four, that's six. a typo. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And um, uh, we heard uh oh that was the Mikasa that was the um yeah that was that soul guitar piece right. Yeah. Yes yeah 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 that was that was gorgeous yeah. that was just gorgeous. All right so yeah I mean it's just certainly out of, out of there you'll notice that all these bands. During certain, which also kind of harkens back to what what uh, uh, Rodney was saying about this is sort of what West was playing at the time and the keys that he played it. And they have you know, certain certain uh, tunes were part of the working vocabulary of a group at that time, and so you want you actually don't mind hear, hearing how they yeah. played it from one week to the next because it's what they played all the time and it's the way they played it. it, it was, it's, it's a familiar palette. So they paint a slightly different picture every time they use it. So I think it's awesome I could to hear it. Listen to this again, and again, over and over and over. Exactly. <laughs> Even to the same version, but this is a new <laughs> for version sure, for sure. And we've never heard this. These are unreleased live Amazing. recordings. So okay, Amazing. here we go. 
It's Deep Focus on WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman here with Mark Whitfield, and it's Wes Montgomery. Wes Montgomery, our opening tune is uh, Burks. Works. Burks. Works. Burks. Works. It works. Works, works. <laughs> Wes Montgomery. <laughs> 
Montgomery. West Montgomery with the Winton Kelly Trio. Laura.
Thank you. 
Montgomery. Oh, man. Yeah, that, man. I think we cord passes. They got us again, right? Oh, God. Well, let me just say, it's WKCR. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Mark Whitfield is here with me tonight. I'm so glad, Mark, you pointed the knowing hand in the direction of West Montgomery because... Man, are you kidding me? That... Something we haven't talked about on the air that you and I were just talking about a little bit the flow and the flow of ideas mm-hmm. and energy and movement, the dance. Yeah. There are a few improvisers of his day with that, with, you know, with that, that uh, um, sort of effortless, uh, endless flow. We talk, we talk about train for sure. Definitely John Coltrane, Cannonball. Uh, uh, yeah. It harkens back to Bird, you know, just someone, uh, um, the longer you let him play, the more interesting he got. Yeah. Yeah. He played through that whole. That was. Yeah. He's the only one that soloed. Yeah. And, it, yeah well, what else are you gonna play? After? <laughs> yeah. And right. it's, and I'm gonna be honest. I got the impression. This just by by uh, um, uh, um, intuition speak, but it seemed like the way Jimmy Cobb kind of got to the end of the head. At some point, Cobb's were like, "Hey, man, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> well, he. I was. Uh, we were told he was the one to be like, "That's long enough, man. That's <laughs> that's enough," you know. Well, we were we were talking about him off mic too. He yeah. uh, he's he is. I mean, it's just it's just a perfect set. I mean, but he just feels like such the right guy carrying. That. Yeah, well, because Cobb Cobb was funky. He was simple. He went simple. When when I mean simple, I mean doesn't mean he, easy. It, 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 it was it was it was uh, um, his his way of 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 layering and 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 building an intensity did not require uh, going through several episodes. You know, that's become a thing now, right? Drummers especially take you through this episode. And then this, this, we're going to this vibe, and we're going to this vibe. You know, and, you know, and, and, it, and it is what it is. But just, just some, for someone to be, give you eight minutes of just, you know, I'm going to play this groove, I'm going to play this groove to death, and you're not going to get tired of it. You're not going to get tired of hearing it. You're not going to get tired of playing it. You know, that, that's, that was, that's Jimmy Cobb. And 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 uh, um, there's somewhat of a lost art, uh, you know. You'll even in, in all genres, just the, the the ability to just get a groove, find it quickly, and hold it and keep it hot. Like the energy it takes. In some ways, it's a lot easier to put to you know to get energized into playing something new. I hope it's coming through for you that Mark Whitfield and I are just. Having the time of our lives, listening to the music of Wes Montgomery. You are in it with us. And great thanks to everybody who has 
uh, followed, subscribed, uh, liked, cheered, emailed, supported in any way, deep focus. You know, uh, we are so accustomed to living in this world where the only way that anything gets acknowledged is by paying money for it. Well, you don't have the opportunity to do that with deep focus, but you do have a chance to tell people that you appreciate it. And uh, everybody has been doing that. It makes such a difference. It um, makes this show show up in all the algorithms. Um, so you saying that you like it, clicking on it, subscribing, helps us reach more people. That means everything here. So really, really just want to thank everybody who's done that. Um, and you can also email us here. Us is really me. Uh, Deep Focus Now. Deep Focus Now at Gmail. I uh, got a really nice note from Bob in Clifton, New Jersey. I would love to hear from people. I'd love to hear from anybody from you. I'm curious about people who are outside of our broadcast listening area, outside New York City. Um, people who are from farther away. I'm really curious where you are and how you found out about us. So let us know at Deep Focus Now at Gmail. You can subscribe to Deep Focus on your podcasting app. You can always find us at mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And you can get more background information and that kind of thing. If you want, you go to my personal website is mitchgoldman.com. And you could pull down that uh, About Deep Focus tab that you'll find there. You can search for individual episodes in there. And you can follow us along on Instagram. We are Deep Focus Podcast, deep underscore focus underscore podcast at Instagram.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you along for the ride. Also, that's where to find out about new shows. Also, when you subscribe, you get notified right away when a new episode gets posted. And we've got a lot of great stuff coming your way. A lot of really terrific things. If you're enjoying the show, I got more good stuff for you. Okay. All right. So that was part two. The date was May 8th, 2023. Mark Whitfield with me on the topic of West Montgomery. I'll see you over at part three.